0: This is Inside Purple and
1: Gold. What's going on everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani. Our co-host Tom Schreier cannot be here today, but that's okay. We've got our good friend Paul Detino. He's a New York media legend. He's been doing it for a really long time. He's a member of the New York Giants broadcasting team and we're thrilled to have him on today. Paul, how you doing? Nice to talk to you. Happy holidays. Hey, hey, happy holidays to you too. Um will you be in Minnesota this weekend for the Christmas Eve game?
0: 100%. In fact, I'll be on the Giants sideline the entire day.
1: There you go. There you go. Well, thanks
0: for the roof by the way.
1: Yeah, I it's, this is uh
0: with all due respect to Bud Grant, who's <laughs> one of my favorite football people from the 70s.
1: Sure. Before we get into the Giants Vikings game, the roof is is so important. I went to the the Vikings Seahawks playoff game when they were playing at TCF Bank Stadium on the University of Minnesota campus uh, while they were building this new stadium. I think it was negative 15 degrees the whole game. That was obviously the Blair Walsh missed field goal. Um, But yeah, we're grateful for the roof this weekend for sure.
0: Yeah, I was at at that Gophers Stadium as well in 2015. uh, The Giants went out there and got whacked by Minnesota. In fact, Harrison Smith had a 35-yard pick six in that one. And I was on the sideline for that game too, and freezing my butt off in one of the coldest. And I don't know what the temperature said; I really don't care. My blood said it was one of the coldest games I've covered in forty years.
1: It's crazy. And then, and then you got these players out here who, being tough guys, wearing short sleeve shirts. I'm, I'm saying just put, just put on the Under Armour, the long sleeve. Uh, who, who are you? Who are you trying to impress with, with the skin into the cold air? Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, Paul, this Giants team, I feel like at least for the first three months of the season, two months of the season, it, it felt like the Vikings and the Giants were very like mirror images of each other. A lot of people wondering, like, can they keep up this this progress or can they keep up this level of, of consistency? And then you saw the Giants kind of hit a lull for the past month, obviously, get back on track on in Monday night, uh, you know, against the Commanders. What's your makeup of the Giants team to this point? What's your biggest takeaway when you look at this team as a whole and and, and the progress they've made, maybe the the, the trajectory they're on?
0: They're a very, very well-coached team. They're a very smart team. Uh, They're a team that in some ways is overachieved. But when you're smart and when you don't make a lot of silly mistakes – and you allow other teams to do the kinds of things that will put them in the quicksand, you can squeak out a lot of these games. Daniel Jones has authored five fourth quarter victories uh, with his very smart and very precise quarterback play. I tell people all the time, if you play fantasy football, and that's all you care about, you don't want Daniel Jones on your team. (laughs) But if you want to win a National Football League game in real life, you're very happy to have Daniel Jones on your team. And really, that's what it comes down to. Uh, I will tell you this. There's no doubt that Saquon Barkley is out of bounce back here, and he takes a lot of the pressure off of Jones. And the offensive line, for the most part, has been pretty good. Um, but the wide receiver room has been decimated by injury. And so nonetheless, Jones is still going to the plate, if you will use the baseball analogy, with a wiffle bat. (laughs) And yet he has been able to get the job done. The Giants' defense, their front is one of the most unheralded in the league, but very effective, Mm -hmm. especially now that they've got their starting four together. Finally, after all year of dealing with injuries, Olgelari and Thibodeau on the edges – Williams and Lawrence inside. It is potentially one of the most dangerous front fours in the National Football League when they're all healthy and playing. Fortunately for the Giants, they are. Washington caught their wrath last week. Uh, Linebackers, functional, secondary, absolutely decimated by injury. The secondary and the wide receiver positions have been destroyed by the injury bug. And to be frank with you, it's a shame that they haven't had more of their regulars at either one of those positions. Uh, if they had, they would not be trying to hold on for a wild card spot this week.
1: For sure. I, I want to talk about Daniel Jones, Paul. Uh, but but before we get there, you mentioned the secondary decimated by injuries. Well, they're going to have to come into Minnesota to play against the best receiver in football or, or one of the best receiver in football. It, it's oh, he's good. outstanding. He he's incredible. He's he's yeah. he's got a chance at two thousand. Um he's 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 closing in on, on Moss's rec, franchise record for singles. Don't
0: forget the other two guys.
1: Yep, yep. And those two right. Belin and Osborne can play. Absolutely. K J Osborne proved that last week with, with ten catches, 157 and, and a touchdown that started the greatest comeback of all time. How how do you defend Justin Jefferson without the, the you know the, the depth and in the amount of you know, top tier secondary position players that aren't playing because of injury. Uh, my thing would say you, if you pressure Kirk Cousins, you can't get him. He can't throw him the ball, and and that's probably where the Giants win the game. If they do, is is bother Kirk Cousins, take advantage of the shoddy left guard and right guard play, and 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 hope he can't throw the ball to Justin Jefferson. What's your diagnosis on how, how you stop this guy? Uh, that not many guys have have just found a way to stop so far this year.
0: Th- that's it. The the Giants uh, blitz more than any other team in the league. That's what Wink Martindale does. He's sending people at around 45%, I believe. And Kirk Cousins' history indicates that he is not a quarterback who likes to get blitzed. Mm -hmm. He does not a quarterback who likes to get hit. And you know he's been the most hit of any quarterback in the league this year. He's got five fumbles and 11 interceptions, so he will give it up. Part of his problem is he's so anxious to make a big play with those great receivers, and I can't blame him, but he holds the ball too long, and he's too stationary. The Giants' front four will be foaming at the mouth to not only turn Cousins black and blue, but more purple than his uniform. (laughs) Um, That's the way you deal with the snake. You cut its head off, And, and I expect Wink Martindale to be not only coming hot and heavy after Kirk Cousins, but it will be a variety of looks and packages and a variety of blitzes that are going. I, I call I call Wink Martindale. I told him this several months ago. I said, Wink, you've only been here a short time, but I got a nickname for your defense because no one else has given you one. I call it the kaleidoscope defense because you never know what you're going to see and what's coming next. He will send anybody at any time from any position on the field. He calls his defense a positionless defense because you never know who's playing linebacker, safety, corner, defensive end, or defensive tackle. He's just putting 11 guys on the field to stop that particular play. And it doesn't matter what position is listed on the roster. He just wants those 11 guys on the field. And they're gonna do what he tells them to do. So it's 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 worked. They they've they've gotten it done so far to the tune of eight, five, and one. And it's not like they've shut people down yardage-wise, because they will give up yardage, but they're outstanding in the red zone, okay? Outstanding in the red zone, pretty damn good on third down. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to making a clutch or key play. They've also been able to hit people hard enough to jar the ball loose.
1: I think, I think it's a good test for, for Kevin O'Connell this week because we saw three weeks ago you know, the 37-point beatdown at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of that was because the game was lost up front. You know, Kirk Cousins couldn't throw the ball. That, that front seven of, of Dallas got after him and, and made life a living hell for that, that entire game you know, on that Sunday before Thanksgiving. So I expect much of the same out of out of the Giants, and in in the way you're talking about Wink Martindale and the way they're blitzing, and and how how different and multiple they can present to be at the line, and then pre snap, and then post snap. Uh, I loved his quote today. Were you there when he said, "I'm the blue collar guy going against Harry Styles"?
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And he, and he, he's he's a pleasure to be around, not just because he's an old school football guy who just believes in in, in getting down and dirty and gritty. I mean, this is a guy who wants to go three downs and wrestle in the mud. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's just the way he is, but he's also very witty and very funny. And the players really believe in him and he believes in his players. And that's a big deal when you're playing on defense, especially because if you want to be attacking and you want to be assertive and determined, and you want to dictate and basically take things away from the other team, you have to have that belief. You yep. just have to. And in key spots, this team has basically just said, we're not going to let you do what you want to do. You might drive it 65 yards down the field. Then you get to the 15-yard line, and they punish you.
1: Yeah, that's it's going to be the ultimate test for the Vikings this week because when their offense has time, when Kirk Cousins has time in the pocket or Justin Jefferson has time to run his route downfield, they decimate teams, but you see that offense and Kevin O'Connell's mentioned it many times when the, when the line doesn't hold up and, and this isn't breaking any news here, it's, it's right. every team throughout the league, but when the line doesn't hold up, everything else breaks down. So cousins is
0: what, what I, what I term, and I stole this from a coworker of mine about 12, 15 years ago. I remember he used to call uh, Kurt Warner, an incubator quarterback. Mm-hmm. And what he meant by that was. If the line holds up and he's got all the complementary tools around him, he's great. He's in an incubator, right? The conditions are exactly what he wants. And he will kill you under those circumstances. But if the conditions are not what he wants, more importantly, not what he needs, he becomes very pedestrian mm-hmm. and sometimes a detriment to his team. Uh, I always thought that was a little unfair of Kurt Warner. I thought Warner deserved to be in the Hall of Fame and and was better than that. But I think Kirk Cousins is an incubator quarterback. And I think Washington believed that, which is why they let him walk.
1: Absolutely. Paul, well, I want to talk about Daniel Jones. Like I said, maybe we'll save that for segment two because we're rolling with the defense. Kayvon Thibodeau fell to five. I think some people pre-draft had him one and then happens with prospects you know if a guy was projected to go one if you find reasons not to draft him right well he felt he (laughs) four teams found reasons not to draft him and he looks like a hell of a player which is what everyone expected him to be coming out of oregon Uh, what what is your impressions of him to to this point it seems like he's really just caught 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 stride and and has proven to be the, the the player and the elite pass rusher that that everyone thought he could be and that everyone convinced him or at least four teams convinced themselves that he wasn't going to be right away.
0: All right. I'll make it real simple for you. Here are the positives. He's got an incredibly unique skill set, specifically his get off at the line. Very, very uh, quick off the snap. So, so that causes a lot of trouble for people. The other thing that he's got is tremendous athleticism and bendability around the edge. And, and those two things combined make him a nightmare for tackles who can't handle those types of skill sets. Right. And there are a lot of them in this league, believe it or not, you know, who will have trouble with speed rushers. Yep. But it's not just his speed or his athleticism. It's the quickness at the snap. That's a special trait. That's not just speed. OK, it's reaction time. Mm-hmm. That's different than speed. So that's what makes him unique. So that's number one. Uh, On the other side of the ledger, he sprained his knee uh, in the preseason, Mm -hmm. missed the first couple of games, and then wore a knee brace when he first came back for the first several weeks. What did I just tell you? His quickness, his speed, his athleticism, his get-off. What do you think was hampered by the knee brace more than anything else?
1: His, His,
0: His tools. Yep. The stuff that he uses to prioritize his production was limited by a sprained MCL and then by a knee brace as he got back into the lineup. Since he got rid of the knee brace, every single game he has played, he has been improving and become more productive and shown exactly what he showed on tape when he was with the Oregon Ducks. It has now culminated in his best game of the season against Washington the other day. He is going to be a terror for a lot of offenses for the next several years. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for him because he started slow and he took some heat from the fans and the media here in New York. But if you understand the game and you know what he was going through injury-wise, you could understand it. But, you know, nobody wants to hear about that, right? Right. right. So, so – but now he's healthy and he's got his legs under him and is using his tools to his advantage. The only other thing that's going to make him even more devastating is experience because he's still a rookie and he's playing through that rookie wall right now. Remember college teams don't usually play this many games. Mm -hmm. So, so he's dealing with that as he learns from experience, complementary moves, on how to shed, how to counter. Those things can only be learned through experience. He wasn't facing NFL tackles when he was at Oregon. So many times his first move was good enough. He's now had to learn on the fly here in the NFL because the Giants needed him to start as soon as possible. He's had to learn how to add to the repertoire so that he has a complete toolbox to attack when he's going in to make a play. And, and right now we're we're seeing, we're seeing how good this guy can
1: really be. Absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that that matchup with whatever tackle he rushes against this, this weekend.
0: He will Uh, usually be on the right edge of the giants defense. Okay. So he'll go against Darisaw who I understand has got an achy back.
1: Yep. That's
0: not a good news for Kirk cousins.
1: Yeah. So we'll see. Cause Darius has been when he's been healthy and fully up to his, you know, his playing up to his potential, he's been one of the best left tackles in the league, but to your right. point, he has battled through some injuries. He is playing through his first full season, you know, of being an NFL starter game in game out. You saw him even go down with some cramps last week in in the amazing 33 point comeback. So he, he's going to have his work cut out for him as will the entire Vikings offensive line. Um, I think me and you can both agree, like, this game will be won or lost in the trenches. Um, so I'm interested to see how the Vikings offense fares against the defense. Uh, Paul, when we come back, let's talk a little bit about Daniel Jones, because I, he he's such an enigma to me, or I feel like nationally, people don't know how to really talk about that guy, because like you said, he's not the sexy quarterback, he's not the one you want on your fantasy team, but guy just gets the job done, he, he's done a great job this year. More on that when we come back.